the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, welcome to the first live broadcast of Contending for the Faith for this brand new year of 2018. Happy New Year to all of you, and we trust God is blessing you, your family, and your church as we start off this brand new year. Tonight, we're going to hold off on our series on strong delusions until next week, as Dr. Buckner brings us a special New Year's message entitled, What are the seven W's of God for the new year that we should be living by daily if we're going to be if we're going to have a blessed, victorious, and prosperous new year. What are the seven W's of God for the new year? Well, stay tuned to hear about this and much, much more, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Brother Gary. Uh, We want to say Happy New Year to all those out there in Radio Land, and thank you for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by our program tonight as we share with you uh, seven W's for uh, the New Year. And, uh, And we have titled this, What are the Seven W's of God for the New Year? the seven W's of God for the new year. Now, let me say this by way of introduction. As we continue to experience the new year, we need to remember that the Apostle Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. So as he talks about a new creation, we need to relate that to the new year, that God wants us to be a new creation for the new year rather than an old creation for the last year and the year before and letting the flesh dominate us and control us. So Christ is the one that gives us the strength to live that new life for the new year through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're praying for, for not only ourselves, but for all of us, that we will be faithful, focused, faithful, and fruitful as we uh, continue to live in this new year. Now, uh, I want to also say this, that uh, these uh, seven uh, W's go together like a hand and a glove, and uh, they work together like a hand in a glove. And if you don't have the first one right, the other W's won't be right with it as well. Now, let me say this before I get into uh, this. We want you to uh, take notes and then uh, make sure that you get all these W's down. And we want you to also not only get it down, but apply it to your life as we continue to experience the new year. So the first W, as we uh, look to this new year, 
and live in this new year. The first W has to do with know his word for your life. Know his word for your life. You know, Jesus knew the word. The early church knew the word. And the early church, they were great and they were big into memorization and meditation. And meditation always leads to memorization. That's why they were so good at uh, memorizing the Word of God, which we need to get at that point in our lives as well. But uh, the Word of God is the key that unlocks all these other W's. And the problem with our world today is that people are so ignorant of the Word of God and biblically illiterate of the Word of God. And if you're ignorant of the Word of God, the enemy will get you because he came at Jesus in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, and uh, Jesus uh, came back at him through the Word of God. That's the only way we can fight the enemy is through and by the Word of God. Jesus said, it is written, it is written. He stood by the Word of God. And the Word of God, the thing that's so powerful about the Word of God is that when you read it, it has a transforming effect, you know, because when you study it, it transforms the mind and the heart. That's why Romans uh, 12 and uh, 1 through 3, uh, 1 through 2, talks about a renewed mind. If that mind is going to be renewed, it's going to have to be renewed through the Word of God. And the reason why so many people's lives are not renewed, because they're not in the Word of God and they don't have the Word of God in them. <clears throat> so, uh King David once said in Psalms 119.105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And you know what? In the midst of this dark world, you need the light of the word of God as a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path because it's a dark world. Everywhere we look today, there's darkness everywhere. And to get through this dark world politically, religiously, and practically, uh, we need to have the Word of God surrounding us and guiding us and leading us. And so that's very important. The second W, when you know the Word of God, it leads to the second W, which is to know His will for your life. So the when you know His Word for your life, immediately you will know His will for your life. And a lot of people are like uh, wandering stars. They don't know where to go. They don't have no sense of direction, no sense of of guidance, because they don't know the will of God. And the thing that we need to do is remember Jesus' words in Matthew 6, when he gave the disciples prayer, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to be in a, this one, as we live in the new year, we need to be in alignment to the will of God, and we need to live by the will of God, and the will of God will determine if we get to heaven or not. How do we know that? Because Matthew chapter 7, Jesus talked about that. He will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, because you did not do the will of my Father. We need to know the will of God. How do we know the will of God? We know the will of God because we know the word of God. We don't know the will of God. We're ignorant regarding the will of God because we don't know the word of God. The word of God opens up the door towards us knowing the will of God for our lives. And that's so important. We need to be in alignment. When you look at a car, 
and you look at bald tires and tires that are wearing down, people, first thing they do, they'll go and buy a new tire. I said, no, you need to get an alignment because you're going to go buy a new tire and it's going to wear down again. And that's what's happening with our lives today. We're wearing and tearing down because we're not in alignment to the Word of God. Therefore, we're not in alignment to the will of God. So important. And then the third W is that when we know the Word of God, it leads to the knowing the will of God for our life. And then the third W is that we'll know His wisdom for our life. We need the wisdom of God. That's why in Proverbs 3, uh, it talks about you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. You can't depend upon your own understanding. You don't have enough wisdom to deal with life in and of itself. And then and then it says in Proverbs 1, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Oh, we need the wisdom of God. Wisdom needs to guide knowledge. The problem with our world today is that we have a lot of knowledge, but we don't have no wisdom. If you have knowledge guiding you, you're going to be guided in the wrong direction. Wisdom needs to guide our knowledge, and then the knowledge will go in the right direction. The fourth W is that when we know the Word of God, number one, we'll know the will of God for our life, number two, and then we'll know, number three, the wisdom of God for our life, and then number four, we'll know his ways, and I will put with his ways, the walk. We'll know his ways to walk right. Those two go together. A lot of people don't know the ways of God, and they don't know how to walk the ways of God because they're ignorant regarding all these other W's that go before that. The way I know the ways of God, to know I know how to walk the way of God is because I know the word of God. I know the will of God. I know the wisdom of God. Therefore, I know the ways of God and I know the walk of God. It's so important for us to do that, see? And it talks about uh, in Proverbs 1 and 1, blesses the man that walketh in the, and blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. There's a lot of people walking in the ways of the ungodly, see, because they don't have the word of God. They don't have the will of God. They don't have the wisdom of God. They don't have the ways. Therefore, they're walking contrary to the will of God and the ways of God. And then it talks about Proverbs 1 and 6, the Lord knoweth the ways of the righteous. Because why? Because the ways of the righteous is walking according to the word of God and the will of God and the wisdom of God. And therefore, they're walking in the right way, number four, the ways of God and the walk of God. And then, number five, when you know all of those other W's, we'll know the works of God. See, God wants us to do a work in our life. And then it talks about in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, that we are his workmanship. God wants to do a work in our life. And then it talks about also uh, in uh, Philippians chapter 2, and 12 and 13, it talks about he that begins a good work in you will both will to do that which is his good pleasure. And he wants to work in you. Uh, he wants to work out of you what he's worked in you. And that's what Paul is talking about in Philippians chapter 2. And so when we know, let me go through this again. When we know the word of God, the number one thing 
Then we will know the will of God, number two. Then we'll know the wisdom of God, number three. And then we'll know the ways and the walk of God, number four. And then number five, we'll know the works of God. God wants to do a work through our lives. And we're not saved by works, but we're saved by a faith that works by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Ephesians 2, 8 and through 10 is talking about. And he's a, we are his workmanship. He wants to do a work through our lives. Then number six, then he to know his worship for our lives. So when we put all this together, God wants to do a worship in our lives. He wants us to worship him. You know, a lot of people's service is not right because their worship is not right. And their worship is not right because they don't know the Word of God. They don't know the will of God. They don't know the wisdom of God. They don't know the ways of God. Therefore, they don't know the walk of God. Therefore, they don't know the work of God. And then if you don't know all of those W's before that, then you don't know how to worship Him right. See, the thing that God always looked for in the Old Testament was that people had their worship right, and what follows behind that is their service is right. Let me give you an example. When the enemy came to Jesus in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, remember what Jesus said? He said, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy serve. You notice how Jesus puts worship before service even with the enemy. And you know what? In the Old Testament, when the priests went into the holies of holies, he went into the tabernacle. I want to give you something interesting. At the entrance, the people would bring their offerings to the, to the priests. The priests would give it to the high priests who would go into the holies of holies. They had around the ankle of the high priest a rope with bells on it, if he wasn't right with his worship, he was dropped dead because the people could not go, not go into the holies of holy, and they dragged him out. God was serious about their worship because their worship is right, their service is right. And so a lot of people are in churches worshiping God every Sunday, but their, their spirits are not right. And when their spirit is not right, they're not going to have the right worship because they think, oh, because I'm in this big building, Jesus. And, then, and a lot of people were confronted by Jesus and the woman at the well. Where is God in Jerusalem? Is he in this big mountain? Jesus said the true worshipers will worship God in spirit and in truth. It's, that's the true worshipers. Worshiping God in spirit and truth, whether it's a small church, a medium-sized church, or a large church, you can be in the biggest church and your worship is not right, then your service is not right. And then our service gets right when we seek God first. Now, let me say this in conclusion, number seven. When we know all these other W's, then we know the seventh W for our life is a witness. God wants us to be a witness. He wants us to be the salt and the light to the world. Jesus said in Matthew 28, go into all the world and make disciples. He wants us to be a witness. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit with the baptism of boldness going forth to preach and teach the word of God. So all of these sevens, let me say this and conclude, all these seven W's begin with the love and commitment to the first W, which is the Word of God, and all these other W's will fall in line with that. Revivals took place in the Old Testament. 
because people turn to the Word of God. The prophets would always say, turn back to the Word of God. When they turn to the Word of God, revivals broke out. The only way we're going to get a revival in our churches and in the communities is to turn back to the Word of God. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding all of these seven W's of God. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. We want to also just begin by saying again, Happy New Year to all of our faithful listeners. Now, yesterday, January 5th, marks nine years that Contending for the Faith has been back on the air. And we want to thank everyone who's been praying for the program. Without your prayers and your financial support, we would not have been able to be on the air so long. We also want to thank our faithful supporters who gave uh, their donations over the last three weeks. William, uh, Jackie, Bomani, Camila, Gail, Mary, June, Scott, Bridget, Williams, uh, Jim and Kim, Donald, Bruce, C.R., Charles, Richard and Carol, Diane, and Ronald and Sandra. Big group of folks. And that's what we like to see and like to hear. We want to even have more names to, to shout out over the airwaves. Uh, we want to make sure that, that you realize that it's so important that you continue as we start this new year off, continue to pray for contending for the faith. Continue. We want to see another nine years on the air. We want to keep going as long as God will bless us to keep going. And we can't keep going without you keep going in prayer, without you keep going and giving. It's so important that you partner with us in these two vital areas. Um, there's two ways that you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Simply go onto your computer your laptop, your smartphone, and go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button, and it's that simple. Away you'll go. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity to those who are listening to this broadcast. Dr. Bugner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those announcements, and we do want to thank everybody out there. Uh, for your prayers and your support. And as Brother Gary has said, we are here again because of the faithful uh, people that have been faithful to praying for this ministry and giving. And we need more people to just step up and just help us to not only uh, continuously get that support, but to be able to be on uh, practically every day during the week. Excuse me, that would be a real blessing so that we can bless people every day. And that's possible for the new year. We, all we need is somebody who's been blessed and to step up to the plate and knock a home run. Uh, I want to share something with you that before we get to our callers, uh, two things. One is that um, I look at um, ministry like a vehicle. Uh, and um, ministries is like a vehicle. And the people that support uh, us 
they are the ones that help to put the gas in the vehicle. The vehicle will not go anywhere unless gas is put in it. And this is the way ministries are today. You want this ministry to go places for Christ, then put the gas in. The gas is the finances, and that's a good illustration uh, for us. And the, the beauty of you supporting this ministry and praying for it is that you become a partner in helping us to reach people for Christ and to exhort and to build up people for Christ and to reach those who don't know him. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm thinking about Guy Fortson's uh, brother who was a Jehovah's Witness for 27 years, and the Lord used this ministry to reach him and bring him out of the Jehovah's Witnesses. And that's what God is doing through this ministry. And the other thing I want to share with you before we get to our callers is I want to give you, and I think I shared this with you before, but I shared this with some people the other day, and they were so blessed by it. But I want to give you a quick acronym for fear, because so many of us get um, uh, become fearful when it comes to uh, life and uh, family, finances, uh, just dealing with going to the doctor, uh, dealing with uh, somebody in our family who is uh, severely sick, uh, maybe yourself, you're sick. Uh, and you have heard some news that you didn't want to hear from the doctor. Uh, and there's a lot of people fearful regarding the politics today and fearful the way our world is going and the direction that it's going in. And Billy Graham is so right that if God doesn't judge America, he'll have to apologize what he did with Sodom and Gomorrah. But this is the acronym for fear. And never forget this. And we want you to write this down. The F stands for false, and then the E stands for evidence, the A, appearing, the R, to be real. False evidence appearing to be real. And that's what's happening today. When you deal with this thing of fear, always remember that. Always remember that, that acronym. It'll help you to get past this fear because God has said in his word, fear not man, but fear God. That's what Jesus said, you know, and fear will neutralize you, sterilize you, and it will give you false evidence appearing to be real. And it's not real. The real thing is having faith in God. And you say every day uh, when you get ready to some of you, uh, I have a friend. Uh, this just told me the other day that, you know, he has bladder cancer. And there's so many people getting ready to go to the doctor to be tested, and they're going through experiences. I want to give you a good word, a real good word. And I've shared this with a lot of people, and it's helped to get them through. Remember God's word where he says, No weapons formed against me shall prosper. I really want you to just meditate upon that because it's it's really important that we say that and we say it over and over and over again. No weapons formed against us shall prosper. Now, it may form. 
But that doesn't mean that it's going to prosper because God puts it in his track and you pray that prayer. When you get ready to go to be tested, you're getting ready to go through a surgery, you're getting ready to go through an experience, you say that over and over and over, no weapons formed against me shall prosper. And you lean on that and you depend upon that and you believe it. Because if you believe it, if you receive it, then you will believe it and you will achieve it in the name of Jesus. Brother Gary, let's get to our our, uh, callers. All right, we're going to go to line one. CC's been waiting patiently since we haven't heard from him since it's been a year since we heard from CC. That's right. (laughs) How you doing there, CC? Hey, how you guys doing? We are truly blessed. How about yourself? I'm blessed. And then happy Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, guys, to you too. Yeah, Thank we you. trust that you had a blessed uh, Christmas as well as a New Year. Uh, it, was, it was it was rough, but you know I made it. I made it. I made it through. Amen. And how did the Word of God speak to you tonight? Well, I just like how you broke everything down. You know, I never. I've I've, I've seen it. You know, I know how the Spirit used you in uh, such a way. And I, I like. I, it's so much that I liked about it, but I like I like um, I just I just uh, uh, give bits and pieces because I know other callers on the line. But I like when you talked about the knowledge and you said the knowledge has to be guided with wisdom. And I thought about that, like how about a lot of you know people have a, acquire a lot of knowledge and they don't have wisdom. Because I had a friend of mine who he was in college and um, he had a I guess a professor or some teacher who had a lot of knowledge and he began to talk talk about Christ. And um, the teacher tried to challenge him, and God gave him so many words that he, that everything that the teacher was trying to say, he could not challenge my friend who was who was uh, in in this school, who was a very young young guy who who knew the word of God, and God used him where the class was amazed that he actually made the teacher look bad. Hmm. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, yeah. th- thank you for sharing that. And uh, what, what's on your heart tonight? You have a question? Well, you you told me, I remember um, during the break, you told me to do my homework on Daniel chapter 7. Oh, yeah, that's right, on Daniel uh, chapter 7. And uh, yeah. did you did you do that? Uh, yeah, I did. I did it. Okay, very good. Very good. And um, And how long did it take you to do the homework on it? Well, it took... It's been taking some time, you know. I've been um, spending a lot of time, you know. Well, I don't say a lot of time, but, you know, add it up here and there. It's, it's been some time. It's been some work. Oh, good, good, good. I'm glad that you remembered that. And what I'm going to do is because I want to spend some time tonight to uh, really uh, lift you up in prayer and spend some time praying. And what I'm going to do is uh, get into that with you next week. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's pick up on that next week, and then we'll give you a little more time to to research it a little bit more, even, even though you probably pretty much completed it. But let's deal with that next week, and uh, right when you call in, we'll. Uh, I want to hear what you got out of it, and then I'll add something to it if uh, there are some missing links. How's that sound? All right. All right, and what's your... Uh, prayer requests uh, on your heart uh, and that sort of thing. 
um, just pray for me and my family and um, my mother, Rosa, and all everybody else, and, um, and just just all the celebrities in general, um, particularly right now, Kev, uh, Kevin Hart and um, the rest of the celebrities, um, what's that, and Will Ferrell. Okay. All right. Jay Ferrell, Jay Ferrell as well, which is a young comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that last name? I didn't get it. The, the other one was uh, Jay Farrow. Jay Farrow? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Well, let's let's uh, go before the Lord and uh, lift this these uh, prayer requests <clears throat> up. All right, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Ricky tonight. We thank you for his dedication to your word and time spent studying your word. We pray that you bless him as a result of that, that you would give him supernatural wisdom, Lord God, that he would be able to give reasons and answers for his faith to anyone that would challenge it. And Lord God, that you would continue to bless him as he enters this new year. Lord, he mentioned some struggles and challenges over the over the Christmas break. And we just pray, Lord God, that um, you would continue to grow him and strengthen him as a result of any challenges, help him to know that he'll never have to walk through those challenges alone, that you're with him and that you'll never leave him nor forsake him. And Lord, we just pray your blessings be upon him in this new year, that you'll bless him with his heart's desire, that you'll bless him, Lord God, with good health, that you'll bless him, Lord God, with good fellowship and a, a body of believers that will surround him with prayer and and encourage him as he walks this faith walk. Lord God, that you continue to bless his family, his mother, Rosalinda, Lord God, and that you continue to uh, give him a heart for the celebrities, Lord God, such as Kevin Hart, Will Farrell, Jay Farrell, and the rest of them, Lord God, that they would come into a saving knowledge of you as well. And Lord God, we just thank you for him, and we pray you bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey. Thank you, too. Oh, it's Brian. My name is Cece. You said Ricky. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right. It's Cece. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you was originally, I thought Ricky was your name and Cece was your nickname. Cece. Ah, I'm sorry. Well. Yeah. You know, Amen. And what does, this, what does the Cece mean? Cordero Colido. Mm-hmm. Say that again. Cordero Colido. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't ask me to spell that one. Okay, and what, and what does that and what does that mean? I actually, I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I tell you what, you hold on. Uh, we'll come back from the commercial break and and talk with you a little bit more before we let you go. Okay. All right. Well, it is time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending with the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Can't believe we've been on the air now since, uh, for nine years. I know time goes very uh, wow. fast, very fast. Yeah, and that that's not including the time prior to that when we were on the air and then went off for a while. So it's been a while. It's been a long run. And, you know, it's it's an amazing thing, but we couldn't have done it without the listening audience and your prayers and your and and your financial support it's so important for us we just can't thank you enough and as we start off the new year this 2018 we just want to encourage you continue to pray for contending for the faith continue to partner with us financially 
so that we can continue to do the work that God has called us to do. Uh, it costs us 400 a week to remain on the air, and we want to stay in the black and uh, be able to go beyond just a single uh, day of the week. You know, with God, all things are possible. As Dr. Buckner mentioned earlier, there you can imagine we could be on the air um, multiple days during the week providing uh, reasons and answers for faith, and it's just an, an amazing possibility. But we couldn't do any of it without your prayers and without your financial support. So we want to encourage you and also thank you so much for sticking with us for nine years. You know, it's it's an amazing thing because we really um, stepped out on faith. We had a donor that turned out to be not a good donor, <laughs> and he uh, walked away from uh, supporting the ministry. And we, you know, the Lord spoke to Dr. Buckner's heart and said, you know what? If the people want this ministry to remain, they'll, they'll bless it and support it. And, and you have and you did. And we can't thank you enough. And we just want to encourage you continue to pray, continue to be a blessing. There's two ways you can donate. Um, number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just get on your laptop, your tablet, your smartphone, and go to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Hit the Donate button, and that's it. And you can be a blessing just like that for time and eternity and continue to be a blessing to those who are listening to this broadcast. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate that. And uh, we need to go back to Cece. Cece, you still there? Uh, yeah, I am. You know what? Uh, I thought we had Jermaine uh, there. Maybe he'll come back in a little bit. But you know what? We have a little time. Uh, let's kind of like uh, get, get into uh your the homework assignment I gave you. What uh, what did you uh, come up with with uh, the homework assignment I gave you from Daniel nine, Daniel, um, Daniel seven, uh, Daniel, Daniel seven. Uh, Daniel chapter seven. Um, well, I, I recognize um, that um, the first the first one was uh, in verse four was a um, a lion. What it said, he said first was like a lion. I, rep- I uh, for my homework. I believe that represents the Babylonian Empire, uh, Babylon, and I know that um, the children of Israel had went into captivity for seventy years because of their perpetual disobedience. Um, they would be had to serve seventy years in Babylon, which was uh, mentioned by the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah twenty five eleven, which he said he was um, they would do seventy years and be able to come back. And then the second beast And before you get to that second one, let me just add something to that because you're right on target with that. A lot of people don't know this as well. You know what the purpose of the 70 years uh, in Babylon represent? Why it was 70 years? Did they violate 70 Sabbaths? Absolutely. Good job. They violated 70 Sabbaths of uh, worship to God, and God said, I'll get the worship... Uh, either way, I'll get it from you either out of slavery or in slavery. He got it either way. He's, uh, he got it. So mm-hmm. it's better to do what God says where you don't have to serve him as a slave because he can put us in that position as well. Okay, so you yeah. got the first one right. Let's go to the second one. 
The second one is in verse 5, when he says, Behold, another beast, a second like a bear. And this represented the Media Persia Empire, <clears throat> which was um, Cyrus would be the one that used the delivery, which Isaiah the prophet actually has spoke about that about 100 and almost 150 years before it happened, uh, that uh, Cyrus would be called Cyrus actually by name, and even a historian by the name of Josephus had uh said that Daniel had read this prophecy to Cyrus, which actually even moved his heart to to let let the people go. So Cyrus would be the one that sent the proclamation to allow the Jews to come back out of captivity for 70 years, and the temple would be rebuilt, which that took place in the year 539 B.C. And the three ribs in his mouth represents the, um, the uh, Babylon, Lydia, and Egypt, which was Cyrus, or which media Persian actually uh, conquered those uh, uh Cities. Okay, good job, good job. And what's the next one? Uh, the next one is um, in uh, the leopard, which is in verse six. It says, "After this, behold, a low another like a leopard, which had four wings of a fowl, and the beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it." This represents the Grecian Empire, and what's so interesting about that. Um, I believe this is talking about Alexander the Great, who was born in 356 B.C. Um, he ruled most of the Middle East for the, uh, I think, for the four, it took him almost, uh, only four years' time. He he covered a lot of regions, put it like that. And Alexander the Great was one of the, one of the greatest military geniuses that known at that time, um, and he was used uh, powerfully. And um, the four heads represent, I believe, that after Alexander the Great died in the year 333 B.C., that it represented his uh, kingdom would be given to four different generals who would take over and rule, but it wouldn't be as powerful as it was when he ruled. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, you get, you're getting an A on all of them so far. Okay, let's go to the next. What's the next one? The next one is um, in, I believe it was in verse 7. It says, after, after this I saw... In the night vision, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful, terrible, strong, and silly, and it had great iron teeth, and it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns, and this represented um, this represented the Roman Empire, I believe, uh, which we know was also in, in, in Jesus' time. We also know that um, the Romans was responsible, the Romans Titus in 70 A.D., when the children of Israel had perpetually disobeyed God, God, and the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D. And um, the Romans, we also know that, um, believe the Catholic Church was born out of that, and there's a lot of other meat in that. And basically, these, from what I can remember, from what I get is that these four, these four, these four kingdoms that rise up out of sea represents are antichrist systems. They also represent nationalism and uh, xenophobia at the same time. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. And was that the completion of your research, or did you have some additional one? Well, what I noticed is in, in Chapter 7, I believe Chapter 7 matches up in, to Chapter 2, where it, it talked about the statue that had the head of gold, and it talked about chest and arms where it's silver, and then... It talked about another part was bronze, and then it, it mentioned the, um, I think the last was iron and clay. I believe that those also represent 
the first one, the head of gold, represents Babylon. The chest of silver and oil represents the Median Persian Empire. And the bronze represents the Grecian Empire. And the, 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 the legs of, of iron and clay represents the Roman Empire. So there's a, a symbolism that takes place. And also notice that that also was a correlation in Daniel chapter 8 when I read that too. I noticed that the ram matches up to the... Um, to the, uh, the bear with the three ribs in the mouth, which is the um, media Persian Empire. And then I see the Grecian Empire, the Grecian Kingdom also is mentioned in Daniel chapter 8. Well, you know what? I'm very impressed with uh, your uh, research. I can tell that you really uh, study diligently and uh, deeply, and it really shows just the results. And I have to really validate you. You need to we need to get you in our class because you would be a good student just listening to, uh, you know, the way you follow through. There is one thing that I would add to what you're saying is that did you get a chance to look at verse 8? And if you did, what is that referring to? <clears throat> uh, verse 8 and where? In in Daniel 7. Daniel 7, let me turn back to it, Daniel verse 8. Because that's, that's very important in the completion of what you've been talking about and so the the horn because uh what is what is the horn representing the The another horn uh from from for the research i've seen a lot of commentaries and theologians i believe this represents uh the antichrist absolutely um there are some uh commentators as well as uh if you uh, depending on if you're a, a partial preterist uh, or full preterist, they they're not going to believe that this is pointing to the Antichrist, but I believe it is, and so and so in reference to verse twenty as well. But you have to compare this to Revelation thirteen five through six, and it parallels together like a hand in a glove, talking about the Antichrist and then referring uh, to his eyes like a man and the mouth speaking and the proudness of him from Revelation 13, 5 through 6. So I just want to make sure that you include that into your spiritual repertoire of all the other things you said, because that is the conclusion of the package there. Uh, thank you very much. And um, I, th- I thank God for helping me. And I just want to say that you really inspired me a lot listening to you every week. After I get through hearing you, the way you teach and the way God uses you, I, I get straight to the books. I go to my notes, I read. So you have been a, a, a great inspiration because you are a very good Bible teacher and your heart is into it. And, I'm, and I just, I know you have, I know you've put a lot more than anybody could ever even imagine, you know. So I'd like to, I'd like to, uh, validate God for using you because it, it really encouraged me and I'm going to keep reading and studying because I know I have a long way to go and I want to stay humble at the same time. Remember that all this knowledge belongs to God and not to me. Amen. Well, thank you for so much for sharing that. And uh, Gary and I are both here uh, saying we're really touched by uh, what you gave back to us and the homework uh, and the Lord just uh, opened up the door for you to have that time to share all of this. Most time we get callers in, and uh, we don't have that much time, so I wanted to make sure that uh, we have the uh, window open there for you to share. And we God orchestrated that tonight. And thank you for uh, sharing with me uh, that 
the Lord has used me to inspire you. And keep in mind that <clears throat> I'll be teaching another class um, this third week of February at the East Bay Baptist Association on Spiritual Gifts, Part 2, and Rewards. And I will get into the second part of Spiritual Gifts and then also conclude talking about the five different rewards, which most Christians don't know because if you're a person that's ignorant regarding spiritual gifts, they're going to lose out on rewards. They'll suffer loss, as the Apostle Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to suffer loss. And you ask the average Christian, what are the, uh, the crowns of rewards? They wouldn't even know. So Gary and I are going to work together on putting together a PowerPoint uh, so I can utilize that, put that up for the class, too. So you may want to pray about that and uh, see if you can take the class. And if you're struggling financially, uh, what I'll do is uh, work it out where we can get a scholarship for you. Okay. Thank you, East Bay Baptist. I also want to add to that, too. Uh, Gary inspired me, too, because so I, I know sometimes I heard him tease, too, when you when you weren't there, and I was like, wow. So Gary actually inspired me, too. And I still remember, remember that one where he said he talked about this, just like we have to have, we have, to have people have FaceTime with their, with, their, with their phones. We need to have that FaceTime with the Lord. That stuck to me. It actually, actually was, I actually used that when I was sharing the gospel with somebody else, some information he gave me. So he also inspired me, too. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't know this, but uh, Gary is a pastor— First of all, he's a born again man of God, and but Gary is a very good teacher as well. And uh, a lot of people don't get a chance to hear him as much, but they heard him, like you said, the talk about that FaceTime. And I'm gonna let Gary say some things on that and bring it home. But uh, respond back to CC, brother Gary, and then talk a little bit about that FaceTime before you bring it home. Because mm-hmm. that's a good thing for us to do for the new year. And it fits <laughs> into that first W, right? Yeah, that's right. You need to spend time in that word. Yes. And it's, you know, I, I really appreciate Dr. Bugner's uh, analogy about alignment and having uh, our lives aligned with God's word is critical. Otherwise, you are just like that tire that's going to be wore out in strange places. <laughs> you don't want that. You know, it's it always goes back to God's word. You know, we can't we can't uh, expect to have any kind of success, any kind of um, victory without understanding God's word about spending that time with God and spending that time in his word, which is, you know, David said, um, thy face will I seek, you know. And so it's so critical. And I always tell people 80 percent of your problems go away. If you spend that time with God on a daily basis, spend that time in his word, spend that time in prayer and your lives will be revolutionized or your money back is what I say, because it's true. And and the more time we spend with God, the more you're going to have that wisdom, the more you're going to understand how to worship, the more you are understand the works of God, the ways of God, the wisdom of God, the will of God. It all reflects back to that word. And so it's and, and once you're in alignment then you're running straight. <laughs> right? Amen. Amen. Well, we, we've we come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We want to thank you, our listening audience. We want to thank uh, Vince, our engineer, and uh, Brother Frederick, our phone counselor. It's so important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so drop us a note. 
Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we come again to give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.